tell all my students, you have a light inside of you that makes you special. And I want your light to shine. And we're not competition. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm serial entrepreneur and investor, Emmy Kirshner. And I'm known for sprinkling just a little bit of glitter throughout the streets of Philadelphia and on the stages that I speak while I help creative entrepreneurs stop struggling as the overworked admin in their business and become the CEO of their multi-six and seven-figure businesses. What has fascinated me over the years are the stories of success and failure that courageous entrepreneurs who have put it all on the line face as they change lives, disrupt industries, and become incredible leaders themselves. So if you're looking for a community of engaged entrepreneurs and you'd love to get some resources and tools that can help you fast track your business, I invite you to join the Tribe of Leaders Facebook group. The link is in the show notes if you want to connect with us. And of course, the group is free to join. Hey, everybody. Super excited. Another fantastic episode. Today's guest is Melissa Rose. She is the single mama of five. He has five kids. This makes you a saint and runs two successful businesses. I am so glad to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Emmy. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah, I can hardly wait. We you know, just met like a couple of weeks ago, so I'm really excited to just get to know you a little bit better. I love what you're doing. So share with everybody a little bit before we get into like the kids and your whole journey, a little bit about your business and how you help people. Sure. Thanks for having me. This is so fun uh, to share a little bit about what I do. I love what you do as well, Emmy, and love the value you bring to your clients. So uh, that's why I kind of leaned into Emmy and excited to learn from her. But I started my journey as a dance teacher. I went to school for musical theater. So I was always in the performing arts and teaching dance on the side. And then I freelanced for years. And after my third baby, I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I, I, we had this vacant, no, it was a basement. Okay. We had a basement in our house that really wasn't being used. Let me see if anybody shows up. So I just, Threw it out there. What actually happened was I missed my mamas. I was a stay-at-home mom with three kiddos, three under five. And if you've done that, that's intense. And nobody's in school and you're juggling naps and your life just revolves around that. So I was just going slightly crazy, missing mamas and missing adult time. And I thought, you know what? I, I am after the third baby, the baby weight didn't melt off as quick as it did with the other ones. So I was like, okay, I think I can create this like fitness dance class because I'm like, I just want to dance and I don't care. I just want to dance. So I said, Hey, mama's in my neighborhood. I'm doing this class. I don't know what it is yet. I think it's going to be like a dance fitness class. And I'm just going to like, just pay a dollar. Like seriously, I I just come, (laughs) just come. And people did. And after a few months, then we named it boogie fit. To the na- to to this day, I still teach this class. Fast forward now, I had I grew my program. I realized adults aren't really like as dedicated students as like students are, like kids. So I added kids to my program here at the house, which then blew up. I just grew. I have a kind of different philosophy in teaching dance and that people like. 
in the meantime, got divorced after baby number five and then made the hard decision because I had a really great thing coming out of my house. Y'all like no rent, making good money. Let me rephrase at that point of the divorce. It wasn't great money yet, but I, I made the decision to take my business seriously so that I grew the business and really focused on marketing and busted at the seams where I, I needed to either cap out or tap out of where I was at or go and get a commercial property. So then this past year, I invested in a commercial space and now I have two locations with that. During that journey, I, I played around with selling curriculum online, dance curriculum. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, created my dance on demand membership. And that's a monthly membership where adults mainly it's catered to to adults who've always wanted to learn the art of dance. They can become members and learn how to dance with me. And then throughout all that, people saw what I was doing. They saw that I was growing. People started asking like, how are you doing this? What are you doing? I want to, I want to sit down with you. And then the coaching aspect started to evolve. And I started a podcast this past January in the nitty gritty and just love it. (laughs) I love the authenticity of that. I'm like, I love podcasts because you can't fake it. This is who I am and this is what you get. And then I have gotten coaching clients. So this past year has been the biggest explosion year. It's been awesome in so many ways, Uh, awful in other ways with COVID and all the other stuff, but it's been an epic year when I look back at a year. So amazing. So I'm curious on a number of different things, but let's start with like, how is your philosophy different in dance instruction? Okay. So I am a mama of five. I am a Christian mama. I'm pretty conservative. So I have a, a philosophy of being very family friendly. I have a philosophy where if you come take dance with me, I don't require, I don't have a a strict dress code. I want my kids to be, I want my younger kids and and everybody. I want people to feel empowered. I want them to feel confident. I want them to feel better when they leave my space. I want them to shine their light. I tell, uh, tell all my students, you have a light inside of you that makes you special. And I want your light to shine and we're not competition. So we're a rec program but we borrow shoes, you know? So of course there's parents. I totally get it. There's parents that like, no, I want to buy my kids shoes. Absolutely. But if you don't want to, we have shoes there to borrow. You know, the business coach in me is like, what do you mean? That's like money on the table. You're missing. People love it because they're like, we just want to try this and make sure we like it. So of course they get the free trial, but I'm like, no, we have shoes here for you to borrow so you can experience it fully. And then we have recital, my recital for years. And even just this past spring, we did it in an outdoor park. I have an outdoor neighborhood park with a pavilion. So it's free and it's less than 45 minutes. That's a big deal to me because I know we just want to watch our own kid dance. We don't want to sit through three hours. So it's a 45 minute recital this past year. We had a food truck and ice cream truck, and it was just picturesque. It was just awesome. So it's that kind of philosophy. And I'm very big on technique and making sure you have a strong foundation in dance because I want my students. I know my students are going to, if they love it, they're going to go on to that competition school, or they're going to go on to that conservatory that has a company. So I want to make sure they have great foundations and know their terminology and know how to execute things. And then I also perform and still am active in the community, choreographing with other areas, studios and places. So I'm still relevant. And that's important to me too, that, you know, I'm still in the business and doing things. That's amazing. I love it. So it's not as structured as the kind of typical black leotard, pink tights. Correct. It's, it's not as, um, 
but my classes are it, when I say strict, I mean, we it's orderly and, and things like that. Right. But well, yeah, I, I want my, yeah, I don't have like strict dress codes, but yeah, you're raising five kids. I presume there's orders. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. People start asking you like, how are you doing this? How are you building it? And, and adding the business coaching in who shows up for you as you know, some of your clients. Well, like I said, it's newer. So I just started this in January and I genuinely started the podcast because people saw that I was consistent. They're like, you are the consistency queen. How the heck do you do that? And so I started just talking about, and people kept asking, you have five kids. How do you do it all? So I just, it's real. And what I wanted to talk about in the podcast was the nitty gritty, because we all have these nitty gritty things in the behind the scenes that aren't the Instagram photos. And I wanted to talk more about that. So in running a business, there's a lot of nitty gritty stuff that we don't, you don't see. You just see the, wow, she's growing. Wow. She's everywhere. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's, yeah. Thank goodness. But there's a lot of like crap behind the scenes, all good stuff. Right. Right. So but there's that's how it happens to make yeah. things look pretty on the outside too. And there's days where things don't go well. No, there's not. And then, and then the nitty gritty of like, I don't talk about my divorce too much or my ex because that's not healthy for me, but just like kids, like balancing kids and 16 year old and all the, the, the moods and uh, I don't want to go on a trip now and what, <laughs> you know, all this back and forth. So I wanted to talk about that, but I also wanted, people were asking, how do you do that? I want to sit down with you. I want to know how you're consistent. I want to know what you're doing, even just this morning. And the people that showed up for the coaching, and you've talked about this and I love it. And that is just that the wisdom of asking your freaking network, the people you already know, the people who know you, love you and trust you already, whether they're past clients or friends. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that supported me right away. Like they, they signed on for coaching. They signed on for the workshops. They gave me that vote of confidence that, okay, I do know what I'm doing, or I, I do have a clue. And even just this morning in my networking, I go to an area networking group and somebody was heading up the meeting. She goes, we're going to give each other reviews. We're going to support each other and you know do this. Cause it wasn't like a documented speaker this week. And they're like, Melissa, I need you to head this up though, because you're the one who's on top of this. And it was just kind of, it was a nice compliment, but it was nice to go around and help everybody. And, you know, some of them didn't, you know, it was a learning curve for some of them of doing certain things. So it was really just helpful, but yeah, that's who was showing up. And that was really, really nice. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. So let's get into how you manage five kids and two businesses. Like this is the question that's been burning in my mind, right? Because I had two kids as a single mom to raise and started my business and very little support. And it was really hard. And there were days where I was just happy to go to bed. Yeah. Like that was it. Everybody was still alive. We were all fed. The dogs had gone out, done their thing. And like, I just want to go to sleep now. So what has your journey been like? And how do you manage five kids and still be sane? I'm not, I'm not perfect. We all, nobody's perfect. We're all doing the best we can with what we have, with what we know at the time. So that's truly where I'm at. However, it was when I was in my marriage that I would, that that was kind of the low point for me when it was waking up and just going, just please, Jesus, get me through another day. Like just that like heavy feeling of just, it's, it was just that I was in such a bad space. So then when the decision happened to like, okay, I need to leave this, I need to 
I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure it out. I'm not the first person to go through a divorce. I'm not the first person to have five kids. I'm not, not the first person to grow a business. I can figure this out. So that's kind of the mindset. So then after a few years of getting through that and getting a lot of self-development and growth, you know, you, I'm a Wisconsin girl. I literally grew up on a farm and you just pull up your bootstraps and you keep going. You take that next step. You tend to take that next step. I have a great core group of friends. I have awesome friends I could lean into and help regarding the kids. I mean, my youngest was three at the time. My oldest was 12. And when I started, my business made less than 20,000 a year. I mean, we were eating egg sandwiches every Wednesday. Cause I was like, that's cheap. I can do that. And then, you know, play the meal planning to be really scrappy and figure it out. Really having <laughs> conversations of, is this a need or a want? And going through that with the kiddos. But I guess I can only say I just one step ahead and, and just being, I was, I just am very mindful of where my money goes. And I wanted to really set foundations for my kiddos of, you know, we, we would go to church every Sunday and we have a bedtime routine that I'm, I'm very strict with. And you know, talking about what we are thankful for. So just remembering that just to keep the mindset in the right space. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do you keep everybody systematized? Like I color coded my kids because I just color, which makes everything more you know easier and, and I'm more visual with some of that stuff. So like, how do you help each of your kids grow? And, and what does your day look like from the balance of work and kids? Like three questions in one. <laughs> No, that's so good because I, I'm not a very helicopter hands-on parent. Okay. So my top one is so independent and her name is Sophia and it literally means wise. Sophia means wisdom and wise. And she came out that way and she's 16 now, but you would think she's 18 to 20 because she just carries herself so maturely. So I'm thankful she is because she sets the bar high. So then each one perpetually goes, goes a little lower. My baby is always going to be my baby. I don't color code. And I've, I've thought about that with people. Um, we label a lot there's labels, but I have some tricks I do. Okay. So we have, there's some core chores that like nobody likes to do. And every month those core chores get rotated per kid. So every, every month, okay, now you get to vacuum the main level every night and next month you get to take out the garbage. You know, my routine, like I said, I'm the consistency person. So it was just very Sunday was church. Then we'd go to Sam's and do our grocery run. Then we come home and it was homework and then family dinner. And then on Monday and Tuesdays, those are the days I have my kiddos. Now I'm just really mindful of keeping those days quieter. And so they're almost like my weekend. Almost. I, I do a little bit of teaching on those days, but it's just a little bit more fluid so I can run kids where they need to go or help with homework where I need to. I go into the school to help once a week and see the teacher's help. But I really, I had a mentor that told me, you know what, that's between my kid and the teacher to work it out. And yes, I have a middle child that struggles in school big time. And so then her dad and me had to kind of step in and like, okay, what do we do? How can we do this more? But I am intentional about literally being in the school. It's not my favorite thing, but I realized the value for that for my kiddos and for me a, I'm learning from those teachers because they're amazing and just being face-to-face. So that way it's more, if there's any communication that needs to be done, it's just, it's a little bit more apt to actually happen because I'm human. I know how it is when I have a student, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to email that parent. And then, oh shoot, 
And then a week goes by and ah, sugar, I didn't get to that. And it wasn't like this urgent email. So if it's not urgent, it, that didn't get done. So that's where I was like, okay, if I can just have that communication and be in front of their teachers, but I'm just, you know, bedtime is eight o'clock still it's eight o'clock bedtime and my daughter's 16. It's, that's what we do. They can stay up and be on their phones for a little bit, but eight o'clock we group together and do our routine. So that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Simple. Yeah. And it was similar for me, like not quite as structured because I wasn't as structured then when they were little, but there were just certain days. And I literally had a conversation with my guys because they were not picking up and not contributing and old enough to do so. And I was like, look, you, we can either go have fun and you can help me with this stuff mm-hmm. or like I can do it and you can just sit in your room and do nothing. Mm-hmm. They opted for, you know, we're going to help so we can go play. And it really created a fluid team for us where even now where they're 19 and 21, it's like they just do certain things when we're together because that's the team, mm-hmm. which is super cool. It is fun when you're like, huh, at like a Saturday morning, I write down each kid's name and they have a list of about four chores they have to get done. And you don't get your gadget until those chores are done. So I don't care how long it takes you. If it takes you all day to do those chores, I don't care, but you don't get your gadget until then. And it's just, you know, my, my one boy is up like at five and he wants to get those chores done within, and it's not even a gadget. He just wants to go play. We have a neighborhood with like a million kids. So He's out there mowing lawn. He wants to mow lawn at 6 a.m. And I'm like, buddy, <laughs> just, just wait. Seven. <laughs> yeah, let's just let people wake up a little bit on a Saturday morning, you know, but it, I just find it funny or like dinner. Like if you've set the table, you don't have to help clean up. So it's, you know, just kind of fun, like watching them kind of take care of each other and like, hey, no, I set the table. You clean up or no, you didn't set the table. Get over here and help clean up. And uh, so I don't have to do that as much anymore, <laughs> but they are older. Yeah. We had talked before we started recording too, where I said that like my kids have taught me so much about leadership. I'm curious what your kids have taught you. That's a really good question, Emmy. Part of it is like what I don't know. Like I have so much to learn, but yet at the same time, I know I've taught my children resiliency and just getting up and doing it. They've taught me a lot of patience. That's the biggest one. (laughs) And also taught me to be more fun, like be more fun mom. And I, that's, I constantly get that from my girlfriends too. Melissa, come on, we need to have more fun. Well, I think patience and fun are like crucial in everyday life. And it's so easy to get into the, like just the mundaneness, if that's a word, mm-hmm. the mundane of your day and forget that like, or get absorbed into the to-do list and forget to like, just laugh and have a good time. So I think that's great that your kids are reminding you that. And I'm sure that shows up in your business someplace. Yes, it does. And the cl- and the creativity aspect, they like to bake and they like to look on their Pinterest or they look on their like little Instagram of like YouTube videos or whatever. My daughter does, she loves to edit videos. So she, she's created her YouTube channel and done that. And so it's just, awesome. yeah, it is. And it's just, and then the other ones, you know, Oh, I saw this. I want to try making it mom. And I have learned because I think a lot of us moms, oh gosh, what are you going to mess up my kitchen? I've learned to just walk away, walk away. They know the expectation. Like when you're done, everything needs to be cleaned up when you're done. And I just walk away. And then I come back when they're done, ready to show me. And I'm like, oh, that looks weird. Or oh, and then walk away until the kitchen's cleaned up again. But just calm down, miss, and have some fun. Let them create and, you know, 
life is messy. Let them be messy. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that applies, I think, when you're growing a team too. Like, like I love to laugh with the people that I'm working with and make sure that they're feeling good too. So it's easy to carry that fun and the play just throughout everything. What are your goals? I'm curious, like, where do you want to be in the next year? Oh, you're sweet. Well, a year ago, I was having a pity party. Okay. So you're single mama and I'm a single mama and I had a really bad date a couple of weeks ago. And let's just say dating when you're 40 plus is interesting. It's an interesting, fun adventure. So I had this date and I was kind of, I was making jokes. I was trying to be funny. And I, I, he goes, you know, something like, oh, you're beautiful. And I was just like, well, after a date, you know, I'm just, I'm just another girl, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not all that in a big picture. And I left the date. He kind of called me out on some negative self-talk. And I was like, well, what the heck? I don't think I'm negative. Cause usually I'll pull that out on somebody else. If they get, if they talk negatively about themselves, I'll kind of like, no, no, don't say that about yourself. And so I left feeling really not great. And I have no idea where it's going with this. It'll come to me. I had to do an exercise. So that whole 24 hours, I was in a pity party of feeling like less than, and I was like, what the heck? And it's amazing how God shows up when you need it. Cause then the next morning I happened to have a podcast queued up that talked about confidence. And then an email came in about confidence. And I was like, and then I, I did an exercise on myself where I was like, you know, they usually ask you like, what do you want to be in a year? Where do you want to be? Okay. And get excited about that. And I was like, I, sometimes it's hard for me to think bigger. I mean, it's hard for me to think and dream. So I had to go to the reverse. I had to go back a year and go a year ago, Melissa, you didn't even have your lease signed. And a year ago, you didn't do a build out and figure out, you know, all of that logistics. And a year ago, you didn't double your enrollment. And a year ago, you didn't have a podcast. And a year ago, you didn't have coaching clients. That all happened in a year. So I needed that. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. I have some proof there, proof there that I, that I've done some things. So then I could say, okay, so now I can like, no, I have the confidence. I have the ability. I have the the umph behind me to go there. Now, don't get me wrong. I have goals. Okay. So my goals, I genuinely, I've been teaching for 20 plus years. Yeah. A long time. And I want to be less teaching. I, I still teach too many hours in the studio. Like I said, I just moved to a commercial spot. So getting the team and doing that is a big deal. I want to just teach in the morning, maybe five to eight hours a week. I wouldn't physically teach. I want to, my goal is to be coaching full-time helping business owners, dream clients that just are really action oriented, who are go-getters. And I want to encourage them, support them, do whatever I can to help their business, especially brick and mortars. I'm really passionate about that. And I want my kids to look at their mama and be so inspired that they can do anything. I think that's a big, like, I ultimately want my kids to go, wow. Yeah, I can do it. I can do that. I can do that. Mom did that. I can do that. And not look at it like "Mm, I can't, you know, not be afraid of trying it and doing it. So that was one of the things that motivated me was I want want my kids to see their impossible dream and make it possible. Yeah, absolutely. And be, you know, like scared to do it, but like, Hey, I'm going to jump in with both feet. And Mm -hmm. that's cool because my older guy's doing that right now. He's starting his business and figuring it out, working through, you know, the things that kind of come up and work and don't work. And he's just like, I'm going to make it happen. And that mindset of figuring it out and you're going to, I mean, that's every day you're just figuring it out. My second daughter is 
we call her my momager because she kind of manages me and she can anticipate my needs and no, and she, she's so humble. She's like, I'm the reason your studio exists, mom. I'm, she goes, I'm the reason you're so successful. <laughs> she, she goes, I'll be like, okay, Libby, we got to think about, and she goes, I'm on it. And it's just awesome because she takes care of a lot of the personal stuff and she'll create the Google doc for me and help out. But it is just really fun to see her and see what she's picking up and what she's learning. And I mean, she says, mom, you're so fake. No, I'm teaching three-year-olds. And this is how you teach three-year-olds. You have an animated face. I go, when I'm with you, Libby, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not animated. <laughs> like, I'm just, so just funny, the stuff they pick up and, but, but then they realize, okay, this is why she's doing it, or this is what she does. And, and it's fun for her to see. It's not really what you're doing, but what people say about your mom, like the other way, like when, they see the community or they see the clients talk positively about the business that I think says a lot to them too. So we're almost out of time, but I have one more question. Yeah. And like you've talked about consistency. Were you always super consistent? Like, was that something that you had to learn and how do you manage the consistency? Cause it's easy to get off track. That's a good question. I think it's something I kind of grew up with. I'm the oldest child. I grew up on a dairy farm. Okay. So, and I say dairy farm because dairy farm, you had to milk those cows regardless, whether you liked it or not, whether what day it was or not. And I was a ballet dancer and being a ballet dancer and going to the bar and starting your plies every class over and over and over the repetition of that and the discipline of that class specifically, I think without realizing it instilled this discipline of consistency. And then, so I, and I was never the best one in class. I was, I was always the one that was striving up. Like my dad said, always be the dumbest one in the room. And I had no problem with that. If it was a dance class, no problem. Cause then it, I worked harder. I knew I did, but I had a hard time with that with business. I didn't want to be the dumbest one in the room. I wanted to know, know my stuff, but I, when I decided to take my business seriously, when I decided after the divorce, like, no, I'm going to make this happen. I just listened and read to everything and consistency was brought up a lot then. And they said, you can do all the things you can do this, but whatever it is, do something consistently. So I started in my business, a newsletter, a blog. And so AKA newsletter, I didn't know what the hell to put in it. I was like, I, I I don't know. So I just started out with like three topics, three basic, like, hello, you know, here's an outing that you could go as a family and next, something to look forward to. And I did that every other Sunday when the kids were gone, because when the kids were gone, I needed stuff to keep me busy. Otherwise I would, I wasn't, you know, early on in the divorce, it was hard. And I still do that newsletter now because I get money immediately after I press send. It is, it would cost me more not to do that newsletter than it does to do it. And I started to see that about a year after doing it consistently. But then if I'm just like you, like you noticed with a routine with the kids, like I just kind of, I put it in my calendar and I keep to it. And then John Maxwell says consistency compounds. And the first time I heard that, I just, <laughs> I'm a bit dramatic, but I literally fell to my knees and started crying because I could see it in my business. I saw that. I had been doing certain things consistently. And when you don't feel like anything's happening, it's, it's just like level, level, level. And then it's like hockey stick. Right. And that's truly how it was for me. It was like, it, like, is this worth it? Is it worth it? Boom. And then it's just mind blowing. And it's the most awesome feeling. 
I love that. I love your story. I love that you have the two businesses, five kids, and you know, we're recording this and I get to see your face. So like you're glowing with happiness. I'm happy. It feels so good for me to be happy because I didn't realize how not I was for so long when you're just in it. And I just, my mom's texted me last week. I would have been married 20 years and she goes, I'm thinking of you. You know why? And I was like, what, what the heck? What cryptic message is that? And then I looked at the calendar and I was like, oh, mom, mom, I'm so good. I'm so yeah, good. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, oh, and I forgot you have a free gift for everybody. I will give you two free gifts. Okay. So yeah. if you are a business owner or a mom or somebody who is juggling all the things, okay, work, life, relationships, anything, I have my five tools for consistency. These are my top five tools that I use for consistency to make sure I get things done and keep me on target. And that is on MsMelissaRose.com, M-S, and then MelissaRose.com. And then if you're a dancer or used to dance, or maybe would love to learn how to dance and have always wanted to, I find, you know, once we get over 40, we may not be so eager to get into a studio with mirrors and, you know, try a ballet class but you can try it at home. So that's through Dance On Demand. So if you head over to my dancing house, it's thedancinghouse.com and click Dance On Demand. You can try two weeks free inside the membership. Awesome. That's so generous. Thank you. And where can people find you? You can find me in the nitty gritty. That's my podcast on Instagram. That's kind of where I'm trying to get people to head there. Otherwise, my website is Melissa Rose. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Emmy. This was fun. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. And I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders.